0: hello how are you i'm robin james and you are listening to self-isolation the podcast going alone together now we are living in in bizarre bizarre i'm gonna say bizarre uh, bizarre times at the moment and um th- there's a lot going on there's a lot of news there's a lot of different news a lot of sources and lots of developments and i was sat alone in my flat um just the other night on sunday with a glass of wine a pinot noir and I thought, self-isolation, what is it? What does it mean to self-isolate? And what does it do to us as humans? The one thing which really got me thinking, and the one thing that my friends were also talking about, was that it's it's happening to all of us. Um, this is one thing we share. It's a community. And I want to give you a little bit of respite from this and try and lighten the load somewhat. Um, I won't be talking about the C word, um, but I will be talking to some really great guests about what self-isolation means to them. Now, I have got the self-isolation six. Six questions that will really get to the heart of who they are and what makes them tick. Now, my first guest is the absolutely gorgeous and hugely entertaining Lorna Lux. Now, Lorna is one of the best. She is a good egg. She is an influencer, a digital creator. She is primarily on Instagram. She's got over a million followers there. She's also done collections within the style, which literally seems to come out all the time. She's a fashion girl. She does street style. She's also got all the high-end stuff. But really, why I wanted Lorna on this, and why I absolutely love Lorna, is that she's got great heart. She is from Manchester she is very much knows who she is she speaks her mind and she's just just a great woman she's she's fantastic and I'm really pleased to have her on this podcast strap yourself in relax if you can come away with me into this world enjoy it Lorna hi welcome
1: hello this is a treat
0: this is a treat. I I had to get you on this. Oh,
1: well, well, I'm so tough to be on it, but I've kind of thrown myself under the bus, haven't I, really, by suggesting it? <laughs> you,
0: you have, but you've not left the flat or the house, so there's no buses at the moment, this so, is you, true. so you're I'm safe. safe. <laughs> um, I I have got a series of six questions, which I have lovingly called the self isolation six.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, I like a bit of alliteration. It's like anything that just rolls off or onto the tongue is very much for me um yeah, yeah. so are you are you up for this are you keen
1: I have got a glass of wine what time is it it's kind of early evening
0: it's early evening I mean it's the always dog
1: is sat on my foot Nice. this is all good
0: nice and um, well I have sort of prepped for this thinking I'm talking to Lorna um Lorna Lux who every time we've met we sort of descend into some sort of wine chat Gosh. so I have I have myself a, a glass of Pinot Noir so, do you know what? I think we're going to start with a question which actually relates to that, um, which is, mm-hmm. what one drink do you stock up on?
1: I mean, I don't think you even need to ask me this question. We um, stockpile wine. Um, actually, John doesn't drink rosé as much as me. So I've got rosé, Okay. Um, I've got Whispering Angel, and I've got Minity, rosé de or.
0: Nice. And for anyone, uh, actually, anyone who doesn't know the rosé, tell us Yeah. This. It's a,
1: well, they're both Cote de Provence, but I think the Minity is a bit smoother. It's a bit pricey. I think it's like 10 quid more a bottle.
0: Oh, God.
1: So I tend to start with that and then... <laughs> okay, start this. <laughs> i like to start then, with the <laughs> Yeah, and then finish with Whispering Angel.
0: Cheers.
1: Um, but also we've stockpiled quite a lot of uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Because I feel like if people come round, like my mum, mm. who is also... Um, isolating, but sort of semi-isolating because she looks after my dog. Yeah. Uh, I'll need to give her some wine, and she likes a white. So I've got all the main components, really.
0: All the main Health food right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Whispering Angel. I've got the minute a, um and then I move on. No red wine in this stock. Well,
1: no, I'm not really into red wine, and because we've yeah. got quite—I don't know if you've ever seen my place, but it's quite white.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's just yes. not worth it. It's not worth it, Lorna, especially in self-isolation
1: yeah just let
0: someone else ruin their (laughs) sofa absolutely no one's no one's coming around to to paint those walls again (laughs) always always play it safe that's what I like about you you're a girl that knows what she wants and you stick to it yeah Um, absolutely I mean you kind of mentioned there about your house we we sort of see snippets I should say for anyone that doesn't know Lorna follow her right now I will put all (laughs) Lorna's all Lorna's info in a in the show notes but Lorna has this beautiful life one which you have worked very hard for oh. but, um, your home looks beautiful and uh, this is actually one of the self-isolation six questions and you don't have to answer it with your home but where in the world and this could be a place a hotel a house a fantasy land where would you want to self-isolate
1: oh I love that question mm-hmm. okay it wouldn't be home because I'm not a big fan of cleaning Okay. Um, so it'd have to be somewhere where I was, like, looked after. Do you know where I really like in London? Okay. Um, you In fact, we, me and you have been there together, the Savoy. I reckon the Savoy yeah. would be quite a cool place to hibernate. They've got, like, three restaurants. They've got that very sexy bar. hmm They've got a banging wine list. God, they do. Um. And they've got that steak restaurant, haven't they? So John would be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel um, like if it was good enough for Margaret Thatcher to have like a full suite there, then it's definitely yeah, good exactly. enough for you.
1: And it's been in loads of films. Like I'm a real like uh, Marple Miss Marple buff, and it was in one of the Miss Marples recently. I don't know. I just feel like that would be a cool place to be. It's like I don't know. It's almost like a part of history, isn't it? And
0: would you have would you have a room sort of looking out onto the Thames or? Like, yeah, what, I'd what have you have pipe? one of
1: the. I'd have to have one of the suites. There's, they have like a category of suite that overlooks the Thames. I'd have to have one of those. And it's also, what I like about uh, them, I've stayed with them a couple of times now, always on freebies, Like, you know, with like blogging and Mm -hmm. stuff. And um, they always do cute stuff. So, like, the last time I was there, they left me a little uh, bag of doggy treats for Boo because they let dogs in. And I didn't have the dog with me. And do you know what? I actually, um, I couldn't fit all the bags in the boot when we were leaving because we'd been shopping. So I actually threw them out. But it was (laughs) just a really nice thought that they'd given them to us so I think that's the hotel for me
0: I like that because because you you have stayed in a lot of top tier beautiful places (laughs) yeah um so if you're picking out one then I know it's it's a goodie
1: yeah I mean the thing with it is it's not somewhere that I would necessarily afford to stay all the time so like we stay in London a lot me and John obviously live in near Brighton Mm -hmm. so we don't really um kind of stay in bougie, bougie hotels when we're in London because it's just too expensive. But I think if I had, like, my dream, you know, like your final meal or whatever, Mm -hmm. then it would definitely be there. I love it there.
0: When this is done, and I should say this will be done, so (laughs) we're looking at the light and the bright. And then the tenacity of the human spirit um so we will very much get there and so right let's so you're sat in your suite in the savoy you have your whispering angel Mm -hmm. and your dogs at your feet and you've got all the treats what are you watching or reading is there something like you're binging or are you on a series or a, a style of film
1: I, um, okay, bit of a kind of confession, because even John doesn't know about this, but when he goes to sleep at night, I watch interviews on YouTube. Like, I love an interview. I like real life. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not talking, like, interviews with, like, random people. I love celebrity interviews.
0: Yeah. So,
1: at the minute, I'm watching a lot of Howard Stern, you know, the okay. guy, yeah. Uh, yeah. the radio guy. Yeah. Um, he did some really good. He's, I was watching one last night that he did with James Corden uh and yeah that was quite good and he's just done harry styles Love love harry styles mm-hmm. yeah i prefer like real life as opposed to um
0: fantasy land i think it's really nice to sort of get under the bonnet of someone kind of see what's going on um i've been watching a lot of the arch- um, architectural digest or architect's digest when they go around oh, the yeah. homes so hang yeah, on. So what's
1: so... that about is that like a bit like through the keyhole but posh
0: yeah that's the one yeah through the keyhole but just sort of polished up a little bit Yeah, yeah so um they kind of they go into celebrity homes and they kind of see how they live and and it's quite often you think someone's going to have this gorgeous home and it's not quite the case, and they or just the live opposite. Like absolute tramps. Yeah, and it's just a bit—it's <laughs> a bit surprising. Um, someone that did have quite a nice home was um, Cara Delevingne and her sister Poppy. They share—I mean, they said they share one in LA, but I'm guessing they've also got separate mansions um, in the oh UK. Oh my
1: god! Um, I know. Well, I've met Poppy because I'm gonna—I'm doing that Riviera cameo, and she's this. in Riviera. She's in my scene. I love this. So we shared a trailer
0: which was quite interesting oh my god i love <laughs> it was that. me
1: her and jack fox do you know jack fox, what, the fox i don't family? know so like I... Lawrence fox is the guy that's in uh lewis oh. and then Amelia fox does silent witness yeah and jack fox is like the cousin and he's in riviera um and he, he's got a dog well this dog just kept getting wet and kept jumping up. <laughs> on and I mean, I love a dog, you know me, I've got a dog. Can, can we just I be can't. clear on
0: this? This dog was getting wet.
1: <laughs> he kept jumping out. There's like a pool in the ho- basically, right? The trailer-
0: okay, <laughs> I need to put this into context before I throw myself under yes. the
1: bus officially. So, basically, the we were shooting in uh, Saint Tropez in the south of France, and uh, on location, they had a hotel down the road where they did all their kind of prep. So, like, the whole hotel was taken up with rooms filled with clothes and um the stylists and whatnot but outside by the swimming pool there was two trailers and that was like our beauty trailers one was for julia styles because she didn't share a trailer for play place the woman and then the other trailer was like for everybody else and i was invited in there to get like my makeup touched up so i went in very kind of coy and nervous and i sat next to poppy And then Lauren, uh, not Lawrence, Jack came in and he came in with this big wet dog that had obviously been in the pool. And this bloody dog just kept jumping up at me. And I was like, I can't, you know, I must have had some kind of whiff of dog. I don't know if I'd like not wash my jeans or something. But I was like, this is just not cool. And he was trying to have this like, semi-sensible conversation with me. (laughs) This dog's like, pouncing at my crotch. It was very interesting. It's a memory I shall cherish.
0: Well, when you've got it, Lorna, you've got it. You know, <laughs> dog, oh, yeah, man, I, whatever. will not get stop. Uh,
1: but yeah, so the treat about that was that I got to spend time with Poppy, who is fabulous. Very tall. Very tall lady.
0: I mean, she looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful.
1: I don't know how old she is. I reckon she's younger than me. I kind of, I couldn't place her. She's quite timeless looking.
0: It, it makes me feel better that you say she's probably younger than me because... I am at a point in life where I think, I'm like, oh, they must be like, oh, they must be like 36, maybe 40 something. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're 24 and they've got five businesses, they're a multimillionaire and they've got a house in Primrose Hill. And I'm like, what is going on with oh, life? No. So, um, it's like yeah.
1: on Instagram that have Forbes um, 30 under 30. Oh, and I'm 40. like, oh, God, what am I doing with my life? At 30, I, I, don't, even, I don't even think I could read properly.
0: Oh god, um, I know it's so depressing. But but I mean, Lorna, you're hugely successful. You've got oh, several collections. You're like you you've hit your million. If you're looking for numbers, you know you you are slaying it.
1: No, oh, I think a lot of it with success is kind of like what makes you happy. I definitely have, I definitely don't um, equate my like happiness to like the things that I've got anymore. I, I'm more value to to me. The things that make me happy have nothing to do with my work. Which is crazy because I'm a workaholic, but I know that I get more enjoyment from like walking my dog than I do anything that I do at work. Is that bad?
0: No, not at all. I think it's really important. You should have you should have these set sort of separate things. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I suppose uh, this leads perfectly on to the next of the self-isolation mm, six. Yeah. which is, I mean, you're you're talking there about sort of understanding yourself and what makes you tick and what's important. Is it work or is it personal life? But in self-isolation, so time that you're spending so much by yourself in the Savoy, obviously, with that (laughs) rosé wine, what do you think self-isolation might teach you about yourself?
1: I think it'll probably teach me that I'm quite creative because you've got to look at it from the perspective of the fact that you and I both are content creators whatever right. so our our day-to-day business is driven by like digital and creating interesting topics and content and whatnot and for me specifically my niche has always been fashion and street style mm-hmm. and of course if I can't go on the street and kind of jazz up on the street I'm kind of having to rethink the whole concept of what I want to create and what my audience want to see Mm -hmm. and I'm quite a private person so I know we talked about my house but I don't really put my house on um, Instagram maybe that's because I'm from Manchester and I just don't trust anybody (laughs) (laughs) but I think a lot of it is that I've always enjoyed that element of uh, privacy and now I'm having to really kind of rethink what and how I'm gonna kind of create and what I'm gonna share because I can't share street style shots at the minute it's just not gonna happen I think if anything not because it would be insensitive but just because You know, I don't live anywhere near a street. I live in the middle of woods. So I'll be damned if I'm driving two hours into London and there's not even going to be a place to go and have a rose.
0: That gingerbread house that you've got in the middle of the woods really is is beautiful. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and do you know what? It's something that John really pushed for. He wanted to live in the middle of nowhere. I was always a city girl. Grew Mm. up in Manchester, moved to Brighton, always loved being, you know, in the town. I think you're probably quite similar to me in that sense. We're quite sociable, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah it's really teaching me how randomly creative I can be with myself
0: I I mean it's interesting that you say it's about trying to find I suppose a different way of being creative but I always see you as really innovative uh, in in the sense that you know looking at your content and looking at you as a creator I mean we've got we've all got different labels that we chuck at each other or ourselves about what we do but I think you can really see a sort of an evolution in your content in that from something so simple as an instagram story going from a still or something to show a beautiful look in that you know you sit there quite a lot now and we'll chat to an audience and Mm. you're so engaging you're so Mm. human and you you just have this really great i think like tonality to to you this it's not just all this this glossy thing and new bags you know you have a heart which i think is really important
1: no, oh, I think, do you know, what was the best decision I ever made from like last year was really just being chatty on my mm-hmm. Instagram stories. And definitely I was inspired by the first thing I did before I started doing that was mm-hmm. to watch what other people were doing. You were one of the people I watched and got excited by. I think you'd done um, a podcast with Danielle Pisa. Yes. And at the time I hadn't really come across your work or anything. And that's kind of how I became aware of you. And then I think very quickly after that we met. but that was kind of my first like foray into your world and you were so chatty and it was so unedited you know you were coming on and you were just talking about what you were doing as you were getting ready and that was so far away removed from what I was doing Mm -hmm. so it really took time to get there like I didn't just jump onto stories one day and start like chatting about what I was having for breakfast there was definitely um like you say an evolution we as creators are become real don't we because we have to show our flaws we can't be perfect from the beginning we kind of have to be crap at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then you know perfect our skills that's i think that's what makes us real
0: it's funny you say that. It's it's almost like I, I remember when I started out doing this, um, it was, I'd come from a TV background and I'd seen stuff that was so polished and stuff mm. that was from these glossy floors. And I remember thinking, strip it back, strip it back, get rid of all of that. Don't make it look like you really yeah. do know what you're doing. And then you suddenly <laughs> yeah. start to add things on. But I, I think when we are in this world right now and this whole, again, this self-isolation thing where we're we all kind of get leveled out and it's kind of like it's it's a great reminder that we're all in the same boat we are all human we all have the same issues we all go through the same things and it doesn't matter how much of a gloss someone seems to have strip that back and we are all the same
1: yeah and I love that I think that's what I like about people I'm a bit of a people person you've got to remember that my I didn't start out in tv I wish I had it on but my formative career was cabin crew. So I was always interested in people, like normal people, and how they behave. And they, trust me, they behave very strangely on airplanes. <laughs> but I think that all of that experience is brilliant for what we do now. Because ultimately, although we're talking to a screen, and obviously we don't see anybody, there's no one else in the room. We are talking to people at home. And we we almost have to treat every... I always try and talk to people on my phone when I'm talking, filming, as if I'm talking to one person. I just imagine one person and it's like a chat. Mm-hmm. And I think just keeping it on that level and it not being, you know, like me announcing to an audience is what has helped. But for me anyway, it's helped me develop my kind of confidence behind the lens because I very much was nervous when I first started. I didn't really enjoy it.
0: It's tricky and, and it is it is an evolution. I think again Uh, the thing about being I mean we quite often work solely you know we are by ourselves Mm. quite a lot and you are watching yourself you are being so analytical about every little thing the way you move your, your face or and you know some people might be listening thinking that is a fickle world what value are you bringing to anything but I think what is interesting is when people spend time by themselves you start to think about everything you say, everything you do. You start to really look at yourself. And um, I feel like that's maybe what we do on a, on a daily basis. You become very aware.
1: Yeah, and almost vigilant to your own insecurities and also your frailties. I'm very aware now of everything that would be irritating to somebody else. And I don't think ever in my like 30-odd years have I been that aware. This job's made me quite aware of it. But it doesn't stop me from doing what I want to do. I just kind of bank it and go, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I know I can be a little bit irritating, but that's all right. I think that's all right. Everyone's a bit irritating, aren't they? That makes us normal.
0: Absolutely. And we're just being irritating to quite a large amount of people rather than just carrying in finance, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Although Karen in finance is great and she makes a great espresso. So uh, I wish I Absolutely. had a Karen in finance. Instead, I've got
1: like a dog that won't move.
0: you've got a dog and you've got also a john and that whole stockpiling of um of the whispering angels so i I don't think you're doing badly at all yeah you're right i can't complain so when you're looking at these new new sort of ways to be creative and you're spending your day in isolation do you have like a beauty routine or do you wear a special outfit or a certain things Would, would you just stay in your pajamas would you just keep your hair messy or do you think i'm gonna i'm gonna do something with myself
1: Oh, I'd do something. But i get bored, so I'd have to. And also, I'd think, for me, self-isolation, I'm still online. So I feel like I'm harking back to this, but I still want to retain my business, and I still want to retain my connection to the people that have invested time and all that jazz. So for me, if anything, I'm making more of an effort now than I was before because I've got more time on my hands so I can really dollop. So like yesterday, I did a full-on like face, like full-on glam. I could have been going to a like a movie premiere (laughs) and I literally was going to pick up the post at the end of the road but do you know what I felt so much better from whacking on some makeup blow-drying my hair putting a nice little outfit on I just felt like I don't know there's something about putting on proper clothes and getting out of your pajamas that gives you a sense of uh, almost what's the word I'm looking for achievement
0: yeah yeah
1: and I think everybody needs that and so, I mean, certainly I've struggled, not struggled, but in the past, I've, I did struggle with elements of depression and, and feeling very low. And that was definitely something that saved me a little bit, having that purposeful thing. And that changed my my routine. Um, and each day I would try and change up my routine. So like one, on Monday, I'd have a shower and then I'd paint my toenails. And then on Tuesday, uh, I wouldn't have a shower, but... I had to paint my fingernails and then mm. Wednesday i put face on and I think just switching up your routine a little bit just keeps you feeling like you're alive does mm. that make sense
0: totally sound crazy no I I love that I think it's so true I'm ex- I'm exactly the same you know I, I'll I think if you have those days it's it's lovely to have a day say a Sunday where you get up and you go for your run you come in you shower and then you just you know keep relaxed <laughs> yeah, with, with a glass of wine and it's very relaxed But there's something to be said for getting up, having that shower, sorting your hair out, putting something on that makes you feel good. I think. Um, Otherwise, I think also there there was something that I used to always say, um, which is dress where you want to be, not where you are. And it's almost Mm -hmm. that that fake it till you make it thing. If you're in a a work environment, obviously not at the moment. But (laughs) if someone sees you looking in a certain way and feeling good about yourself, it's it's something that you're projecting and. I would say it's not a case of doing it for someone else, but it is doing it for you. And having this persona of who you are and your sort of calling card, I think is so important. And just having that little switch up moment or, you know, having your Monday, as you say, to do the shower and to have a sort of nail painting session. I think those little moments are so important.
1: Yeah, they really are. And I agree with you about having that purpose and that that fake it till you make it. Thing. I think anybody that is in our line of business relates to massively because mm. we completely there's been so many times and I'm sure you can relate to this where you have that kind of feeling that you're a lot smaller and a lot more. What's the word, you know, when you just don't belong because yeah. we're also kind of big and bravado as characters and we have to be because that's the nature of the beast and that's how the industry rolls. Mm. And so this constant having to turn up even when you're not in the mood and just be there and accept that that is that is how it's going to go that is a a feeling that I think I'm experiencing now I'm like on on day four of isolation Mm -hmm. and I'm like I need to turn up even if I can't be asked because actually do you know what it's going to make me feel a hell of a lot better so I'm just going to put my face on you know find a little t-shirt and jeans that is clean Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, probably empty the dishwasher (laughs) and find things to do because it just makes me feel so much more alive so yeah that's where I'm at, at the minute we'll see what happens in a week's time this might be completely different kettle of fish.
0: oh god I know I mean I'll be like reaching for the toilet duck and dyeing my hair and just having a total <laughs> moment yeah I'll just be thinking what can I change bring something new really, to me
1: I got really excited because um the Amazon guy came and delivered us something today and he yeah I answered the door and he was like uh I need to ha- have your date of birth and I thought that's a bit Cheeky in on a first like meet, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, Oh, can you just like fill it in here? So, straight away, my anxiety levels are high because I'm thinking I don't want to touch this machine anyway. So, I fingered in my <laughs> <birth. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> kind of like grabbed the parcel which weighed a ton. I'm thinking, What the hell is this parcel? Anyway, it was addressed to John, so I thought, I'm thought i not going to be that person, I'm just going to leave it. So I like kind of threw it somewhere and then went and washed my hands. He was like, oh, I think it's something from mum, I think she was sending me some manuka honey. And I was like, what, enough manuka honey like, for the whole world? It, like, this, it weighs a ton. Anyway, we've opened it up and it's a two litre bottle of vodka. She sent us vodka because apparently <laughs> she thinks that that is more of an antibacterial than antibacterial (laughs) (laughs) so i'm literally going to be pouring myself vodka by probably week one at best i'm not washing my hands i'm not wasting it it's not a bad
0: idea i mean why why not just have a shot after everything you do and just uh, keep
1: we need to discuss the fact that amazon deliver vodka like that is a revelation to me
0: oh it's great i had it i had it once before i had food poisoning and i remember having to spend over certain amounts to get a delivery on that same day oh, And just God. thinking the fastest way to get over that sort of threshold is just to pile on the booze and um yeah and zero. i did and i'm sure a lot of people are going to be doing that while they're at home when they're getting their whatever it is their asda shop or their ocado and just pile on the booze make sure you get over that your toilet paper only come to two three pounds at the moment oh, so no.
1: Are you running a short of toilet roll yet?
0: Uh, No, actually, I had an occasional delivery that was delivered last night. Um, But one thing, so I'm like, okay, the world's gone mad. Um, All this toilet paper (laughs) stuff. I'm like, worst comes to worst. You just pop into your shower. I mean, we're not going to get graphic. But (laughs) one thing I was unimpressed with, I got a text just before it delivered. You've got a text and it said, um, dear Mr. James, your delivery between 7 and 8 p.m. Really sorry, but we're out of Bombay Gin. I was like, (gasps) you, you could have taken anything off that list anything but except the one liter bottle of gin that i was very much looking forward to um don't they substitute it? what would they substitute uh, no they didn't they did not substitute it which i thought was a total injustice
1: what would you substitute to
0: oh god just another bottle of gin i mean even like some sort of like ethanol would be all right at the moment Um, i
1: quite like a hendrix
0: oh i I love a hendrix i love sip smith actually but they didn't have it on a caddo. um Sit Smith's beautiful I like, like Hendrix Hensel. yeah it's good and they've got their um once this is all over we'll go to the distillery they've got um <laughs> distillery in the centre of London it's beautiful Hensel. yeah also they do a really great like small batch they had one which was lemon drizzle which was next level on ice straight up so good and yeah. then we had an orange, and, uh, orange and cacao one, which came out last year, just before uh, Easter. so about this time, and it was like a, um, a chocolate orange. It was so good. Well, it's
1: funny you should say that because John has just come home with a Terry's chocolate orange. Oh. He only ever gets a chocolate orange if he's worried about me.
0: Is that your go-to chocolate? Oh my
1: god, I'm a, I'm like an addict. I can't leave it alone. Once I crack it open, it's every man for himself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I often wonder, right, people, when they crack a Terry's chocolate, or, 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 ter- Terry's chocolate <laughs> orange, the wine's starting to kick in. And, um, and these people don't finish them.
1: Oh, I mean, who are those people? And you know what? If somebody eats the core and doesn't leave it for me, there's hell to pay. We, we've actually had like, we nearly got divorced over a Terry's chocolate orange one year because oh. I was fuming, And not just that, but also he'd eaten it and then he'd thrown away the evidence. Oh, <sighs> because you know there's so many crumbs inside that foil i was like this is an absolute travesty
0: that was premeditated
1: yeah everything about that christmas was crap to be fair but yeah that was specific. for me that was the standout failure of the christmas
0: god i mean we've all been there we've all had those christmases and if it, it starts with an advent calendar it finishes with a terrys and it's just game <laughs> over isn't it
1: I do think, though, that with self-isolation, I'm quite conscious of what I'm eating because I'm eating more because I've got nothing else to do. So I'm almost kind of... I've become aware of what I'm, I'm having. So I'm kind of, like, trying to wake up later so that I eat less. Do you find that if you wake up later, then you don't eat as much?
0: Yeah, but I'm such a morning that I, I know, literally... You're a
1: morning person, aren't you? I,
0: have, I love getting up when there's no one else around, which is quite literally every day now. Um, and I, yeah, I just... I can't do that. And then I just feel like I always have this panic if I don't get up that I've just missed out.
1: But then will you go to bed really early? Because all the best TV's are at night, you know. I'm yeah, worried I... that you're missing out
0: well i do often think i'm missing out and i'm missing out in that shared experience of tv in a linear form um but we do have this thing now called catch-up which i <laughs> like to sort of dip into every now and again um and it seems to work for me <laughs> yeah slightly um and a thing called youtube especially a channel man for himself which uh, is all about men <laughs> screaming yeah you should check it out um but no i i think you're you're right and it's um it's I think those, those water cooler moments are maybe things that we, I mean, do people still have water coolers? But I think we also miss in this day and age where people watching things at their own time. But it's having that sort of shared experience of having watched something and the next day in work, you're talking to Karen from Finance and you're yeah. talking about, you know, what was it that you watched? And it was, oh, have you seen The Stranger? So I should just absolutely jump on Netflix.
1: No, I haven't. And do you know what? People keep tweeting about it and I'm like, I need to watch it because I feel a bit left out now
0: i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good it. yeah Don't it was give good me any
1: spoilers but it's like the confused. love is blind oh my god in the end i went and watched it because i was like i literally feel left out i can't involve myself in any conversation on twitter do i need know. to watch this bloody program
0: i watched 20 minutes and i thought i cannot do this to myself i'm not doing this <laughs> I put foot down. it's like love island you know i blocked all mention of it on twitter i was like there's can you that- do that can i oh, block god, it yes just block it you oh. just go into hashtags and like phrases. I was like, there's no way that I'm coping with this. Um, that's a This no-go. is going to
1: help me, you know, because I feel like during this isolation period, I'm going to become quite techie because I'm uh-huh. a bit of a technophobe. But I feel like now is the time to really learn how to use my remote control.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I've actually got hours <laughs>
1: on my hands. I can just sit there with my Terry's Chocolate Orange and half yeah. a bottle of Sav Blanc, whatever's going on,
0: yeah.
1: and really study the remote because how remote controls that? terrify me
0: they are quite scary but one thing um which you may be surprised to hear is so I don't really read um although I'm a trained journalist and uh <laughs> funnily enough my mum always said you'll never get anywhere unless you read I was like Mom, I just got an A in English <laughs> and now I've got an yeah. M.A. in <laughs> Anyway side note check my CV out on my website um or LinkedIn but I love reading manuals do you I, what kind of manuals at, oh god any sort of manual I just love a really clear start with a number one And then a really clear end with whatever number it might be. I get so much satisfaction from starting. It's like an Ikea flat pack. Start with it. And the the feeling I get when I finish something is just next level.
1: I feel like I'm learning a lot about you on this chat because I did not know that. I feel differently about you now.
0: There's just nothing better I remember once when we went through to Inverness so I'm from a, a very small town in the northeast called Forish shout out to anyone up there um and we would go through to Inverness which is like 30 miles west went into Argos this must have been about 1999 so I'm probably about like 12 at that time um <laughs> and I remember getting um do you remember people used to have those like little organizers the um electronic ones yeah before they became connected i remember sitting that whole car journey plus time at home just reading about how to use this thing and just oh thinking God. and just thinking i could not be happier i literally I, couldn't be happier. Like
1: my worst case scenario i hate stuff like that my first job actually when i was doing my a levels i worked for curries you know the um yeah you like dixons mm-hmm. i had like a saturday job there and i was like a cashier and basically it was brilliant because it was all hot guys well
0: i say hot In hindsight, (laughs) tilt your head slightly after a bottle of that Russian vodka.
1: (laughs) You're all really hot, (laughs) literally. Uh, yeah, no offense to uh broad teeth curries, but yeah, I uh, I must admit, there was definitely a divide between the people that loved playing with things and exploring things in their own kind of way, and then the people that needed to read, like, a whole like, you say, a manual before they even touched it. And I'm definitely one of those that just dives in and gets stuck in I do it with makeup when I'm doing makeup tutorials I've got a clue what I'm doing I'm self-taught I've never watched uh, a tu- a proper tutorial all the way through I just kind of guess that's what I do
0: Just feel your way through I think you know just, just feel shake on, yeah, on my lips who cares it looks great I'm ready for it <laughs> I think think just go with it um, and actually again a gorgeous link you're literally feeding these to me and um, what <laughs> and this is the final of the self-isolation six uh, this one is what one and take this however you want to take this what one thing can you do better alone than with anyone else when you're alone <laughs> uh what, what, what's
1: this going at what time is this going out
0: this will just be up all the time but we could have some sort of after hours one
1: (laughs) x-rated uh no let's keep it clean because i reckon my mom's gonna listen to this
0: okay hi mom
1: um yeah hi leslie what would i yeah what am i good at that i do better without anyone else probably spotify playlists i'm very good at making a spotify playlist
0: oh i like that i really like to be
1: alone i have to be in my own moment there can't be any anyone interfering. That is a that is a one-person job. I take it oh, well. very very seriously.
0: I really like that. Do you not find it quite stressful to create the perfect playlist?
1: Tormenting.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know what?
1: Years ago, when I was at uni, my first kind of proper relationship, um, they made me um, a CD with like eight no twelve songs on it. I've still got it. It was like a lot like lots of love tracks, but there was like songs from The Cure. And um Sinead O'Connor and like all these like and the cranberries, they were Irish.
0: Oh, I love cranberries.
1: Um, but yeah, and do you know what? In hindsight now, I think that's where I got that book for like creating pet playlists, because before mm. then I'd never really done it. My playlists are quite self indulgent. Mm. So like I have one when I moved to Paris and we were renting in Paris, I had like a Paris playlist and I was listening to what the Uber drivers were playing, and then I was shazamming them and then kind of building up my own kind of quasi-cool girl in Paris vibes, but with a love with Paris. an old-school twist. So, mm-hmm. like, a couple of the tracks on there are from, like, The Crazy Horse, mm-hmm. or there's a couple in there that, like, just me and John love. I'm very torn because I have all of those devices. So I've got YouTube. I listen to music on there because I do like a video. I do like to watch a full video for the music. But then I also really enjoy... Um, like iTunes, I like owning the music. And obviously, because we can put music to our stories, I sometimes don't want to put music, you know, where you can see what it is at the top of the bar. Sometimes I like to put it on using an app, you know, so people don't know what the tune is. Mm. And then they'll, they'll ask me. That's a, a crafty one that I do quite a lot. So I like to buy the music as well. But I yeah, Spotify is the one, isn't it? Because it's just the best place to explore. Also, you can stalk exes on Spotify and then what? You can see what they're listening to tell me this
0: <laughs> how know,
1: john knows about this so it's not he's not gonna get upset okay but yeah i was literally like google like not googling spotify names because you can find usernames of anyone <sighs> everyone puts their normal name in this and then has see what... changed my
0: evening <laughs> and you can see the rest I'm of self-isolation <laughs> what You so you just like say search someone's name yeah and if they've and got, you got an account everything.
1: You can find out what they've been listening to. And actually, there was a, uh, a guy that I dated who had really good taste in music. So, quite regularly, I pop on there and just have a little look, see what he's
0: listening to. it's <laughs> anyway. just like, I mean, that will keep everyone busy over this self isolation.
1: This is it. This is my gift to you.
0: That is a gorgeous gift. If you could maybe chuck me a couple of those crates of Whispering Angel, too, that will really, <laughs> really sort me out. I bet. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm holding on to those but thank you very much you have been an absolute star of the first self-isolation podcast um absolutely the best and such an insight into your world through the self-isolation six really trying to make that thing um I, i will put everything you have been talking about plus more and links to everything for you down below and i would say to everyone down below being the show notes everyone and i would say go and check lauren out she's she's an absolute babe and she's just such a good egg so if you've been amused and entertained here, then you will be amused and entertained all, across all platforms. So um so do check it out. But thanks, Lorna.
1: Oh, thank you. I miss you a little bit because we haven't seen each other properly for a while, have we? We need to We've catch not. We'll,
0: we'll we'll get up we'll get a suite or, or two in the Savoy and we'll just we'll maybe invite um one of the foxes and we'll just we'll just have a <laughs> in, yeah. it'll be perfect. We'll see if Poppy's available too. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That was Lorna. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love talking to Lorna. It always just feels like we're out having a drink in some sort of very bougie bar. Um, So to have her as a first guest is an absolute treat for me and hopefully a treat for you. Um, As I said during that, I will link absolutely everything about Lorna, her Instagram, Her other platform, she's everywhere. Twitter, she's great on there. She kind of, uh, she goes in on a few things and um, she's very entertaining. Um, Also, any sort of suggestions that she had in content or interviews, I'll put down there again too. Um, But make sure that you have subscribed to to this podcast. I will be doing these interviews as much as possible through the self-isolation period, trying to keep you company um, and keep my mind going. But thank you again. And I'll talk to you in the next new one. Bye-bye.